0: It's Becca here with Mixed Media, a podcast where a random teen tells you all of her unsubstantiated opinions on popular books, movies, and TV shows. Maybe you'll agree, maybe not. Either way, I'm going to keep on talking, so maybe you should listen. Today, we are discussing and dissecting the new movie, Joker. If you haven't seen the movie yet, there will be spoilers, but as I always say, watching a movie and hearing what happens are two different experiences. But if you don't want to be spoiled, I completely understand. And now is your chance to pause the episode and resume once you've seen Joker. Before we get into this analysis, I'll give you a short description so you can get a feel what the movie is about or a refresher if you've already seen it. Forever alone in a crowd, failed comedian Arthur Fleck seeks connection as he walks the streets of Gotham City. Arthur wears two masks, the one he paints for his day job as a clown and the guise he projects in a futile attempt to feel like he's part of the world around him. Isolated, bullied, and disregarded by society, Fleck begins a slow descent into madness as he transforms into the criminal mastermind known as the Joker. That synopsis is from Google. Thank you very much, Google. Alright, y'all. As you know, lately I've been liking to give some context about the movies, the TV shows, the books that I read. Mostly it's movies. But um, I've been liking to give some context uh, as to kind of what the movie's about. I like to give uh, how it was received by critics and by the general public. Um, I like to use some quotes sometimes from, like, actors or directors or producers as to, like, their mission statement or what they really wanted to get across with the project. Um, and sometimes uh, there's, like, a little bit of, like, pop culture or like historical significance to the work so I obviously wanted to do that with this movie because this is kind of a new origin story for the Joker um, aka like Batman's rival the villain in the Batman comics from DC Comics and I'll just preface this all by saying I am a huge fan of both DC and Marvel comics but i i'm not i haven't read any like comic book comic books um i've only really seen movies and stuff and t- i guess tv shows like oh my gosh guys the original batman uh tv show from like the 60s or something that's like the best ever they have shark repellent in the movie oh, so good i highly recommend it it used to be on netflix i don't know if it still is but i really re- I recommend that cuz it's hilarious Um, but getting back to like what I was actually talking about, um, the, uh, the Joker origin story is one I'm familiar with, um, but I'm not an expert by any means. So if I get things wrong or I miss some things or Easter eggs that were in the movie, or I don't completely understand something that I would maybe if I had known more about the context, um, just, you know, educate me if you can, like give me some resources to read or like. Just ignore it because I, I'm not an expert is what I'm trying to get across. And if y'all are, that's great. Um, but I'm just going to do my best here. So, yeah. So with that, let's start with some of the context. And I'm going to start with how it was received. Um, it was the fourth largest debut for an R-rated film of all time. Uh, and it was also a warner Warner Brothers' um, biggest domestic opening in two years, which is pretty pretty significant. Um, and f- more fun facts. Uh, Joker became the biggest worldwide opening for an October film. I'm not sure if that's this year or of all time. Um, and it just like broke a bunch of film records and box office records. so that's pretty cool. Um, I also want to say all my information basically is from Wikipedia. so, Thank you Wikipedia. Donate them 3 to 5 dollars because it helps everyone basically. <laughs> um all right. And, and now I'm going to talk about more of uh, the the fan reception, the comic book community reception, the I guess community in general reception. Um the DC Comics chief creative officer Jim Lee Kind of gave the movie the thumbs up, saying that it remained true to character despite deviating from the original source material, as in the original comics and Joker's um, canonical uh, origin story. I guess um, this movie deals with a lot of mental illness and the stigma around those issues, um, and I'm going to talk more about that later and my personal opinion on it. But I just—it's just a fact that it dealt with that. That was like a main theme. Um, and now there's there's some controversy, I guess, with this movie, because it was actually an interesting story. I told my mom I was going to see this movie in theaters and she was like, oh, like, watch out. I hear it's crazy. And I'm like, what do you mean? Because I I have honestly only seen the teaser trailer of him, like walking down the stairs and the full Joker get up um, and like kind of dancing on the steps, which is like really just a, a very amazing shot. Um, but I'd only seen that and I didn't really know what, what it was really about other than another Joker origin story. Um, and my mom was saying like, she heard something about like, like it being really like scary or like it, like, I don't really know what she said, but she was just like nervous for some reason about like me seeing this movie and like that there might be like crazy people there. And I was like, Oh wow, really? I didn't even know. Um, nothing crazy happened when I saw the movie, but, uh, hearing that it kind of made me curious about what what could possibly be so inflammatory in this movie that it would cause all this controversy and now seeing it I kind of understand so I'm just going to pull some uh some quotes here some things people have said to give you guys an idea of what what the controversy is if you haven't seen the movie and if you have you probably kind of already know but um Uh, Anyway, basically the main argument is that Arthur Fleck, who uh, ends up becoming the Joker, he's the main character, and he has been likened to um, mass shooters. He's likened to, that's a similar story, that's a similar personality um, and situation that uh, creates mass shooters in America. Um, I'm not saying that's my opinion, I'm just saying that's that's something that has been said by uh, quite a few people. Um, and kind of to expand on that, in People's World, um, Chauncey K. Robinson said that the film, quote, walks a fine line between exploration and validation of the Joker's character and is, quote, ultimately an in-your-face examination of a broken system that creates its own monsters. So I would agree with him that um, it definitely does walk that fine line. Um between exploration and validation. It's kind of a more creative imaginary space being in the comic book kind of setting. Um, but it definitely deals with a lot of issues that are um, really uh, controversial. I, I don't I can't think of a better word for that. I guess they're really hot button pressing issues that are. Community, at least in the United States, has been facing today uh, and recently with um, all of the the increase in um, frequency of mass shooting events and things like that, um, and it definitely does examine the uh, 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 the the system of like mental health and stigmatization and all of that stuff and medical stuff and I'm not trying to make this political now I sound like the Joker um I'm just I'm just telling you what the controversy is I'm just giving you some facts I'll tell my I'll tell my opinion later um also some writers have expressed concerns that the Joker's sort of sympathetic or the movie the Joker's uh, sympathetic portrayal of a homicidal maniac Could inspire some real world violence, which is kind of what I I think my mom was talking about. Like she might have read something about that. Um, I actually haven't looked up if there have been any violent incidences in theaters or like people have claimed their violent incidences are due to this movie. Um, I don't think that has happened. Maybe it has, but I I I don't know. That's that's just a concern that people have. Um, Richard Lawson from Vanity Fair actually said he found the film too sympathetic towards white men who commit... Oh, my gosh, Towards white men who commit heinous crimes. Um, so that's that's his opinion on that. It was too sympathetic. But then we have another op- opinion from a British neurocriminologist named Adrian Rains, and he said... Uh, or, or she. I actually don't know. Uh, they said, it is a great educational tool about the making of the murderer. So... There's some um, some some differing opinions here, and overall, it's a very touchy kind of area, subject area, with the overlap of mental health and um, mass violence, um, uh, uh, white privilege, I guess, too. Um, yeah, things, all those things are just really, they really just put them all in a movie and called a Joker. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, when we get further into plot, I'm kind of going to be giving my own opinion on that. And I'm not trying to like sway anyone in terms of anything political or anything um, saying that the Joker is right or wrong because he's a made-up character. And also, I I would not want to condone violence. So, just keep that in mind. Um, also keep in mind I'm going to start talking about plot now about the movie itself and I as I said earlier I'm not a Joker expert so maybe some things I say might sound dumb or um, undereducated but this is just me doing my best with what I got which is Wikipedia and some fan knowledge. <laughs> All right so talking about the plot the plot um, and the movie itself was a bit of a slow burn but honestly, the ending was just wild. I couldn't look away, and I'm gonna keep saying that over and over because I don't know how else to um, perfectly express to you all that like this movie deeply impacted me in a weird way. Um, so yeah, um, it was really a slow burn though. Like in the beginning, it was just like you know getting you integrated with the character, with the world, with um. You know, it was just giving a lot of a lot of characterization, which is like my favorite part of movies and books and things like that. So I was really happy about that as a viewer. But I know some people when they see a movie that's called Joker, they might have wanted a little more action. There was definitely action in this, but it wasn't like like a Marvel Avengers film where it was like all action basically. Um, so if you're going into it with that kind of a, a mindset, don't expect. Um, Uh, I guess, a DC or Marvel film, expect a Warner Brothers film about a DC villain. Yeah, but I know the slowness did eventually kind of, uh, uh, like, I guess I noticed the slowness of it and it was getting a little bit laggy, um, for lack of a better word, for me, at like almost all the way through. Like when when I thought we should have been at like the climax, I was like, it's still slow. When are we gonna get to the climax of this movie? I feel it coming. There's all this buildup. When is it gonna happen? And then it was slow for just like a few minutes longer. And then it was like boom, here's your climax. So it was it was kind of teasing in that way. Um yeah. Um speaking of violence, I could sense each Murder or active like violence coming because it was, it, it wasn't obvious, but it was kind of like you know, you got the vibe that something was gonna go down. Um, but each time it just threw me off guard with like, I think the fact, uh, I think what threw me off guard this is kind of connected to cinematography, but was just the way that the camera didn't cut away from any of the overtly violent, um acts of like rage and aggression it just kept a steady shot on the scene um and sometimes even focused on the the drama of what was happening and usually you know in horror movies or other violent movies they'll kind of cut away like where you know violence is happening but you don't see it but this one was not shy of just like showing you violence um which i I, I'm not a, a gore person. I don't love gore, but I'm also not the person that's like, ah, if there's gore in this movie, I'm going to not watch it. Quit. Um, it was, I guess it was a good gore ratio for the movie, I guess. Um, yeah, and I just, I the way I would um, mostly describe this film was just riveting. It was just like my eyes were glued to the screen. I, I There were times I wanted to look away. There were times... The, like I had to pee, but like I couldn't leave. I couldn't look away. I was just so invested in what was happening. I felt like I couldn't miss it. Um, now, kind of speaking on those earlier issues, I meant with people being concerned about the violence and the way they treated the character in a maybe too much of a sympathetic way. Um, I do see what people um, mean when they say they're concerned, but I think that this film was clearly meant to be a cautionary tale. Um, I I don't remember the exact quote, but the Joker in his like giant speech at the end literally says something like, this is what happens when you ignore a person with mental problems or, or something to that effect. Like it was probably a little more, I don't know, aggressive, but it was just, I think that was like, the message was like, this is what happens when our society doesn't deal with these issues in um, the best way in, in, in an unsympathetic way. You need to, uh, treat people with mental health issues, um, in a constructive way, in a way that allows them to get the help they need in a supportive way. Um, and like to give them a better quality of life instead of just shoving it under the carpet or in the movie, like the, the funding was cut for his like therapist. So she couldn't help him anymore. Um, and he couldn't be on his medication anymore. Like it's, it's showing like, this is what will happen to our society. It, it can, it can go awry when we don't support those who need support in our communities, I think is what they're trying to say. Um, so I thought it was more of a cautionary tale than a, I guess, uh, an explanation as to, like, why people a- act violently, um, because that's not why people act violently. That's just what happened in the movie, I guess. It's, it's a very uh, touchy area, and I'm trying to treat it with um, a gentle hand, but I, I, I'm not an expert in mental health either, so I can't really speak as, like, a psychiatrist or anything. Sort of diving deeper into the, the whole mental health aspect of the film, um, I thought it was a good a thought um, and shows some of the complexities of that sphere. But something about the way they treated mental health in this film felt off. I think it was probably the fact that he got off his medications and then like immediately became violent And yes, before you say anything, I know that this was necessary for the whole Joker becoming a villain plot of the movie, but, um, that kind of ideology sort of perpetuates the fact that those are not the fact perpetuates the idea that those with mental health issues are like dangerous. And I know that medication is important and this was an extreme case, but blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Mental people with mental health issues aren't dangerous, they're just people dealing with their own issues, like every single one of us. And I think that, um, that ideology was kind of, um, not really shown in the movie. I think it showed some people, some people might have taken it as, like, oh, all people. Um, who have mental health problems and then get off their medication are going to kill everyone. And I, that's obviously incorrect. Um, and I feel like it, some people who watch the movie might not have understood the nuance of the film in that aspect. So that's just why I was a little bit... Um, uh, I just wanted to point that out. <laughs> okay. Getting out of like the, the really deep stuff back to kind of the, the basic plot of the movie... Um, I thought this was a very plausible backstory for the Joker and it even set him up at the end in the mental hospital or the um, mental institution, uh, criminally insane place. Uh, it set him up there to meet Harley Quinn in uh, future time. And I thought that was really cool that they kind of included that aspect because in a lot of other Joker films, I feel like that that part of his story and her her origin story wasn't really included. And that's kind of like, a really fascinating aspect of his character for me um, and Harley Quinn's character and how he was able to therefore create another uh, kind of sort of supervillain. Um, and I thought that was really, it's really interesting and I really love Harley Quinn. So that was why I was like, Oh, that's cool. Um, also speaking of the ending, like boom, it wasn't even the Joker that killed Batman's parents. I thought that really said something profound um but i can't really put it into words quite yet but i just thought that was like mind blowing cuz i don't know i don't know if this is maybe in the comics that it's like that i don't think it is but like i personally never considered that it could be someone masquerading as the joker that killed batman's parents cuz he was just a child how would he know the difference and like In the movie, the whole movement was sort of started due to the Joker and the Joker kind of became the face of the movement at the end and uh, claimed it as his own sort of a thing. So I just thought like that adds another layer of complexity to Batman's character and the Joker's character. And it was just like, I don't know, it was kind of a mind blow moment for me. So I just really was like, whoa, like, whoa, it was it was crazy. Um, I really liked it. Uh, we're going to talk really briefly about characters and acting. I already sort of talked about the character of the Joker. Um, I just, the only really thing I have to say is that obviously everyone who saw the movie knows this. Joaquin Phoenix did an amazing job as Joker. He's going to sweep the awards this season. I already know. We already know it's that's, what's going to happen. So he was awesome. And that's really all I have to say about that. Um, now, jumping into cinematography, I'm going to start talking about that. Um, amazing. Amazing camera work, and the variety of shots was just wonderful. Um, one thing I noticed was that they used a lot of Dutch angles properly, which was nice to see, because some people don't use Dutch angles right, and it just looks dumb, in my opinion. Um It's not supposed to really look like an iMovie presentation you make when you're 14, but like some people just choose to go that route. And it just is, um, it's a choice. But in this movie, they were used uh, very well. And I think Dutch angles are meant to be a little bit more discreet than most people make them. And I thought it worked really well in this movie. Um, Also, what worked really well in this movie in terms of cinematography was the close ups. I think close-ups are normally really weird and disturbing. I don't know if I did an episode about this. Um, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. The Crimes of Grindelwald. That's like the second Fantastic Beast movie. Um, in the beginning, there was just this really, really weird, tight, close shot of like Eddie Redmayne's face and like everyone's face in... This one scene was just like up cl- really, really freaking close to like their eyeballs for some reason. It was disorienting and it made me dizzy and I hated it. And that's like every time I watch that movie, I just like I, I open up and I'm like, ugh, ew, I hate that shot. But they used like really close ups and tight shots um, w- really well in this movie, because normally I find them weird or disorienting, like in the case I just mentioned. But the way they were shot in this movie was perfect. It was like really creepy. But at the same time, I could not look away. I, it was fascinating. It was just really well, like really, really well done. Obviously, the classic shots that were used in all the trailers, like the shot of him on the steps is iconic from here on out. I'm, I'm saying it. It's an iconic shot, just like all the other iconic shots. I can't think of one off the top of my head, but you know what I'm talking about. It's iconic. It's iconic, darling. It's iconic. I need to Stop. Yeah, so overall, the cinematography was one of the things, like, Joaquin Phoenix's acting and the cinematography, I think, were the two biggest things that stood out to me about this movie as, like, being awesome. So, yeah. <laughs> um. Now I'm going to talk about costuming because, as y'all know, I love to talk me some costuming. And I'm also going to connect costuming and questions really quick because I had, like, some confusion And it was mostly connected with the costuming. So, we're going to lump those into one. So, my question um, was what is the time period of this movie? And was I the only one confused? Because I personally, like when I saw this movie, I really thought it was set in the 60s at first. But then the whole Batman part of it came in, and I'm like, well, does the timeline really match up there? Like, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Um, and I just looked it up and apparently it takes place in 1981 and I'm no expert, but the costuming didn't really feel overly eighties to me. Um, and like, I don't know if anything, I thought it was more late seventies, which does make sense with the whole poverty aspect of the movie. And I can tell they kind of thought about that, um, in that way, um, so overall, it didn't bother me like it did in some other movies, like in Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, for example. Um, it was just a, a source of confusion for me uh, as a little bit of a critique. Um, but speaking of the costuming in general, I loved the new Joker aesthetic. Like the you usually see like the green and the purple and sometimes there's like yellow or orange. But this, it was like... Ooh, there's a burnt orange. There's a little bit of a, 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 a teal. A teal. And then there was like that golden yellow. Yeah, it was a golden yellow. It was just really nice. Like a nice color palette. I can tell they thought it out because it is sometimes could be considered sacrilegious to deviate from like the original kind of costume of the Joker. It's like iconic. It's a pop culture symbol. But this really, really worked. And it was just great. I just loved it. 10 out of 10. And I also liked how stark it was. How stark and bright and like candy. I guess sugar feeling it was. And warm against the drab darkness of literally everything else in this movie. was like gray, sepia-toned, sad, dark, depressing. And it just was like pow, you know? I really liked that. My other question was, what was the dancing about? Like it was shot nicely. Don't get me wrong. Like I get the dancing on the steps part, but there was like a couple scenes where he was like just dancing alone. Like he would dance in front of a mirror. And right after he like uh, shot those people in the beginning, like his first violent act, he was like dancing. And I think it was meant to like say something. Um, And it definitely was like, it felt powerful when I was watching it. I was like, Oh, this is, this is saying something. This is a turning point in the story. But, it just felt sort of out of place in some way. I don't really know why. It just didn't feel like it fit 100%. That's my only critique on that. And that's kind of my only questions I had. Um, But, but yeah. Um, now guys, we're gonna talk about some memes because you know me, if there's a meme, we're gonna talk about it. Um, there's only a couple of memes that I personally saw and they were all on Twitter uh, for this movie. Um, But the biggest one I saw was uh, the, for those of you who didn't catch the reference, and I think there's like an original tweet. I don't have him in front of me, so I don't know who said it. I don't have them in front of me, but there's an original tweet for someone who uh, posted a picture of like the scene at the end of Joker in the cop car with like his, he's all in the Joker makeup and he's got his face leaning against the window looking out. And then side by side was the picture from the Heath Ledger Joker movies. Um, there's one where he's like leaning out of, uh, the back of a cop car in the Joker makeup in the getup, um, kind of like looking out and waving sort of a thing. And it said, for those of you who didn't catch the reference saying that like, Oh, this shot was referencing this shot from a previous Joker film. And I think like, it was like a really basic reference, um, that most people understood because, um, a lot of people like would quote it or make their own version of it being like, for those of you who didn't catch the reference, they either make fun of it by being like in this movie, the Joker was bad. And in the Heath Ledger Joker, he was also bad <laughs> or something stupid like that. It's, it's, I hate explaining memes cause it's just funny over. You see them, but there are also ones where it was like, for those of you who didn't catch the reference Joker picture next to like that pig, that um, from like the Allstate commercials where it's going like, wee, out the window. And there was also one where it was like, it was like kind of geared towards me because I love Trixie Mattel. But it was one where it was like, for those of you who didn't catch the reference, and I had the Joker next to Trixie Mattel leaning out a car window. And it was just, it was funny. There was another kind of a meme about the Joker being relatable. I think there's a line the Joker says where it's like, all I have are negative thoughts. And then it's like someone would say like, oh, am I the Joker? Because like, I can relate. It was funny. It was funny. I highly recommend looking up some Joker memes. Um, Yeah. So now, everyone, we're going to get to the rating. I'm going to rate Joker 4.7 out of 5 stars for these very reasons. It was visually stunning the acting and production value was just great. It was it was awesome. It was great. Um the story was definitely controversial and very intense but also fascinating as I keep reiterating I could not look away. This movie just was really an experience, you know. It's a, I I think it's a movie I wouldn't say everyone needs to see it but like I think if you're a fan of Joker and of comics and of like dark movies that kind of make you think about things or like our critiques on society i think it's definitely one worth watching all right guys thank you all for listening if you enjoyed this episode please be sure to check out my latest episode on detective pikachu and y'all gotta keep up with me and some important updates through my social media accounts my instagram is mixed media pod my twitter is at mixed media 20 my Facebook is a Facebook page named Rebecca Blear, but don't worry, it's for this podcast. Um, reminder that you guys can always send audio messages through the Anchor app or the website to be featured on this podcast if you have an opinion. And as always, leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts because it really helps me out. Guys, remember, mixed media is available anywhere podcasts can be heard, so don't hesitate to listen if you're feeling it. If, if you got the itch for listening to some mixed media, scratch it. I give you permission. <laughs> oh, God. All right. With that, y'all, thank you all for listening to this episode.